Hey guys, welcome to Trinity Church Online. For more information, please visit us at ourtrinity.org or you can find us on Facebook at Trinity Church of Wheat Ridge or even on Instagram at Trinity Church CO. No matter where you are today, we are glad that you have joined us here. Morning, we want to welcome you to our freedom service today and we'd like to have everyone stand as we uh, listen to the Star Spangled Banner. Well, welcome to Trinity uh, and our freedom service here, where we are going to celebrate the freedom we have here in this country, but more importantly, the freedom we have in Jesus Christ. Uh, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with prayer, uh, but this is a, uh, it's a special prayer. So on the eve of July 4th, 1947, Peter Marshall, uh, who was the chaplain of the U.S. Senate at the time, prayed the following prayer. So let's bow our heads and pray. God of our fathers whose almighty hand has made and preserved our nation, grant that our people may understand what it is they celebrate tomorrow. May they remember how bitterly our freedom was won, the down payment that was made for it, the installments that have been made since this republic was born, and the price that must yet be paid for our liberty. May the freedom be seen not as the right to do as we please, but as the opportunity to please to do what is right. May it ever be understood that our liberty is under God and can be found nowhere else. May our faith be something that is not merely stamped upon our coins, but expressed in our lives. Let us, as a nation, be not afraid of standing alone for the rights of men, since we were born that way, as the only nation on earth that came into being for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. We know that we shall be true to the pilgrim's dream when we are true to the God they worshiped. To the extent that America honors you, you bless America and keep her true, and you have kept her free and make her good as you have made her rich. 
Amen. All right, let's all sing God Bless America now. so many freedom declarations as a people to celebrate. Our sacred scriptures declare righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people, Proverbs 14. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, Psalm 33. In you our fathers trusted and you delivered them, Psalm 22. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Second Chronicles chapter 7. And our sacred hymns declare, My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. Let freedom ring. Our fathers, God, to thee, author of liberty, to thee we sing. Protect us by thy might, great God, our King. America, America, God shed his grace on thee. America, America, God mend thine every flaw. America, America, God shed his grace on thee. God of our fathers, be thou our ruler 
guardian, guide, and stay. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. And our sacred declaration of independence declares, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We appeal, therefore, to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions in declaring our dependence upon Almighty God. With firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. We declare that in God we trust, that as one nation, under God, we are indivisible with life and liberty for all. Let's all stand and sing Chainbreaker. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to fill the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker
chain breaker. How many of you have broken chains? Seen chains have been broken? Go ahead and be seated. No, that's what our freedom is really all about. And we have to ask ourselves, where is freedom to be found? As a nation, I went back and looked at Samuel Rutherford's Lex Rex, and I wish we can bring those 12 principles of freedom to apply to our nation today. Let me give them to you. First of all, a nation under God, the inalienable right to life, ordered freedom, traditional family, common decency, a solid work ethic, a God-ordained government, a God-centered education, divinely ordained homes, divinely ordained state, a national respect for the church, a freedom of religion. As Rutherford put it, we are to be under the law of God as revealed in the scriptures. As a family of God, where do we find our freedom? We find our freedom in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen, Amen right? Galatians 5.1 declares, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. See, we have now obtained freedom in Jesus Christ. And that's an amazing thing. We know as, a, as an American what it's like to be free, but as Christians, we even know what more freedom is like. But see, this freedom in Christ has a purpose. It has a purpose. We have been set free to serve Christ. See, Jesus came as a servant, giving his life as a ransom in order to set us free. So in turn, what we need to do is we, too, become servants See, we're set free from sin and death. We are free to be servants one to another and servants in this world. And ultimately, when we do that, what we're doing is that we are reflecting Jesus Christ and we are being servants of Jesus Christ. Jesus declared, if you abide in my word, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. It's hard to be servants sometimes in this world but what we need to do is we need to abide in the word of God. If we abide in the word of God, that is where we will find freedom and the truth that will set us free. So let's go ahead and stand and let's sing Amazing Grace.
And the Lord's Supper is indeed a celebration of our freedom. It's also a celebration of a memorial service of our freedom. We need to remember the four things that the Lord's Supper has done. First, he chose you by his sovereign will. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 says, He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world according to the good pleasure of his will. So before we ever sat down around this table, we've already been chosen in Christ Jesus. Second, he saved you by his substitutionary death. Romans 5, 7, and 8 says, God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners. He didn't wait till we had it all together. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. Third, he seals you forever by his spirit. Ephesians 1, 13, 14 says, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise which you have as a guarantee of your inheritance. You may not have much inheritance here in this life, but you have the guarantee of all that is Christ in eternity. And fourth, he sustains you by his steadfast love. Romans 8, 38, 39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life or angels or principalities or powers nor height nor depth nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. So the Lord's Supper is a visual of our salvation and of our freedom. I'm going to ask the gentleman to come forward, and if you'll turn with me for a moment, if you have your Bibles, to Mark 14. Mark the 14th chapter. We read beginning with verse 22. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. Then he took the cup when he had given thanks and gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood and the new covenant which is shed for many. The surety I say to you, you will no, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Two phrases. Jesus took bread and said, this is my body. Jesus took the cup and said, this is my blood. Let's first look at the bread. So throughout Scripture, we oftentimes see two kinds of bread mentioned. The first one is leavened bread. The second one is unleavened bread. Now, it's not super familiar with the culture that we live in today. Uh, we don't usually deal with that a whole lot. I just get bread. Uh, but let's look at leaven and unleaven and what that means. So leavened bread is bread that has yeast in it. And throughout the scriptures, when we read uh, leavened bread, read about leavened bread and the, uh, the description of leavened bread, it, it shows us a symbol of sin. It shows us a symbol of life or impurity. And oftentimes when you read in scriptures about unleavened bread, bread that had no yeast, it symbolized that there was no sin, or it symbolizes that there was purity. So what we saw on that night when Jesus took the bread was that it was unleavened bread that he took. 
That's what he used as the visual. And as we just mentioned before, this represented his life without sin. Jesus was perfect. He was our unleavened bread. We also see that there's two purposes throughout Scripture to bread. The first one is that bread sustains physical life. How many of you know that? <laughs> right? Bread sustains physical life. But we also see that bread sustains spiritual life as well. Let's see what I mean here. We can't live by physical bread alone. But we can live with, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We see that in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus mentioned that. He said that God's word sustains his spiritual life. And so this word, the word of God, can sustain our spiritual life as well. And as we had mentioned earlier on, we find the truth that sets us free in the word. And that's what sets us free is God's word. So when we're eating the bread, when we're eating the spiritual bread that sustains our spiritual life, that is where we obtain freedom in Christ. We also see throughout Scripture that two times bread was broken. The first one was the true bread, the Word, or Jesus. See, He was broken on the cross for us. And that's why we're at this table, because Jesus gave His life for you and me. And that was the first bread that was broken. Next, we see the bread that we're taking today, that we're eating today. And what this is is a symbol that Jesus took when he, when he took at the Last Supper. And it was a visual and a memorial for us to remember the bread that was broken. So as we're eating this, let us remember Jesus' body. And let us remember the word, because that is what sustains our spiritual life, and that is what sets us free. Father God, we thank you for the bread of life. We thank you that Jesus came to this world and lived a life without sin. And he took that perfect body with no impurities and nailed it onto a cross for us. Father, I pray that you will help us to, to just grasp that and to have a better understanding of the freedom that we now have obtained through his sacrifice and the truth that we can read about in your word, for that truth is what sets us free. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The bread of life that was broken for you and me, let us eat in remembrance of him. been a lot of bloodshed over the years for freedom. 1776, War of 1812, the Civil War, World War I, World War II, the Korean War, Vietnam War, Iraqi freedom, Afghanistan. But no blood was ever shed for sin for a cause, for an ideal, for freedom.
But Jesus shed his blood because of love. Because he loved us. John 3.16 simply tells us God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. See, we don't ask this communion service to be just for Trinity Church. It's for everyone who's been set free through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. As we come to the cup, the cup also has many meanings. It can mean my portion, my life, like in Psalm 23. It can mean a literal cup, the third cup of redemption that Jesus took at the Passover meal in Matthew 26. It can mean my destiny, my lot, my portion, my purpose, according to Matthew 27. The cup is a symbol of a new covenant, a new relationship, according to Luke 22. We've got to understand that there are two cups to drink of in life, the Lord's cup and the demon's cup. There is no middle third cup. You're either drinking out of Satan's cup or you're drinking out of the Lord's cup. Either he is your portion and your life or he's not. So when Jesus took this cup at the Lord's table, it was a symbol of our portion with him, our life with him, our destiny with him, our purpose with him our new relationship with him. And I want us to think about those words just a minute. Jesus' blood, which we're going to have symbolized by this cup, he's your portion. He's your life. Have you exchanged your life for his very life? He's your destiny. Do you realize not everyone will go through the narrow gate Wide is the way that leads to destruction, narrows the way. Few that find it, you are one who has found it. And he's your life, he's your destiny. He's your purpose. For me to live as Christ, it's a new relationship. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I, and I want to suggest to you, if that cup, as you drink it, that you actually understand that you're in a new relationship, that who you were even before this day has passed away. Every time we drink this blood, it's a new destiny, a new purpose that we uh, attribute ourselves to. So we need to remember here today what his blood does. It justifies. It declares you righteous. It saves you. According to Romans 5, 9. It brings us near to God. There's no way you could ever come near to God without the blood. Ephesians 2, 13. And it reconciles. That means it makes us right. It brings two things that were separated together. Colossians chapter 1, verse 20. It cleanses us from sin. Amen? 1 John 1, 17. It washes us from the penalty of our sin. There's now no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. Revelation 1.5. And it overcomes Satan. Revelation 12.11. So his blood sets us free. Let's pray for the cup.
Jesus, all blood but yours is tainted by sin. But because you were born of the Holy Spirit, you had no sin. And so your blood was perfect atonement and sacrifice for our sin. And Father, this is a beautiful symbol that you pour out before us. And you tell us, this is my blood that brings you into a new relationship. And Father, may we never get weary of this memorial freedom that has set us free through your blood and through your body. So Lord, as we take this cup, we ask that we will remember and meditate and learn of you and exchange our life for your life in a fresh way today. Now, Father, we're going to eat a lot of things today, hot dogs, hamburgers, who knows what. But nothing will be more important than what we drink here today as a symbol of your blood shed for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't it awesome that we don't have to bleed because somebody bled for us? That he set us free? And I want you to be able to walk out of the service today with that knowledge in your heart that you're free, free from your sin, washed in the blood of the Lamb, the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the cup saying, this is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you will in remembrance of me. So let's go ahead and stand as we're going to sing one more song. And this is a, I don't think it's a song we've sung here before. So it's a pretty new song, but it's been out for a while. Uh, and so if you listen to like K-Love or other Christian radio, uh, you probably have heard it before. Um, but it's really a great song that speaks of the freedom that we have because of Jesus' sacrifice. So let's all stand uh, and, and either uh, listen to the words, or if you know it, please sing along. Okay, let's sing, Death Was Arrested.
Amen. Well, I pray that you have a great 4th of July uh, and celebrate that freedom, not only as an American, uh, which is a great freedom we do have in this country, but even a greater freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. So may God be with you and God bless your week.